Hello, everyone. Welcome to yet another exciting episode of the Plastic Planet Podcast with myself, Dr. Refire. Today, we are staying in Nigeria. You know, for me, Nigeria is, you know, one of the African giants and it is, you know, it, it, it has one of the biggest cities in the world. And, um, you know, it's also the most polluted, certainly, uh, or one of the most polluted, um, you know, countries, especially when you think of Lagos, which is so beautiful. And, um, you know, we need to to get to get it right, right? We need to get to the bottom of it. We need to make sure that we set management practices that are going to turn the tide against plastic. We need to, to really ensure that, you know, we... We have the right principles in mind. We, we know what the personnel on the ground are doing. And it's been so amazing and so uh, encouraging for me to, to chat to some of the ladies uh, in, the, in the continent or in the country, you know, just who are doing incredible, incredible work on the ground. And, uh, yeah, just letting us know that, you know, there is work being done and, uh you know, we should expect change and we should expect, um, you know, a turnaround at some point. And, uh, yeah, today I'm talking to Dr. Ngozi, who is very well, you know, educated. She's experienced. She's a scientist. She is very passionate about, you know, just um, plastic policies, plastic management. And she's also you know, very much underground with activism. So just looking forward to it. I hope you enjoy. Okay, hello. My name is Ngozi, Dr. Ngozi Ogugwa. Um, I'm a researcher with Nigerian Institute for Oceanography and Marine Research Lagos. And my research is on pollution, prevention, monitoring and the possible effects on humans thank you that's awesome i i think you know just listening to that introduction it's very well rounded you know so it's a little bit of academic academia a little of a little bit of policy a little bit of also of you know community outreach so i'm looking forward to a very fruitful conversation that we're going to have today I think just to start off with, um, when when did your interest with plastic start? Um, so, when did you start, you know, seeing plastic as a a, a challenge? Um, I I think let me see. My interest started about um, twenty years ago or more. When I okay. I grew up in the eastern part, southeastern part of Nigeria. So everywhere was lush and green. And uh, after my university, my first degree, I had to move out from there because of marriage. And I now came to Lagos. And Lagos is in the southwestern part of Nigeria. And um, is the fifth Big, uh, biggest mega city in the world. It yeah. has over 20 million people and counting living in it. So you can, you can imagine the kind of waste that is generated from the 
in there. So when I moved from the lush green parts of Southeast Nigeria, and now came to Southwest Nigeria, that is congested, I now started noticing plastic waste everywhere yeah. in the metropolis. And um, it didn't gel very well with my spirits. And I was like, what do, what can I do about this? So, and um, luckily for me, after some time, I got my job in with the Nigeria Institute for Oceanography and Marine Research. And um, I now said, okay, as a researcher, what can I do about this pollution menace? So that's why I went into pollution research. That is, you know, just amazing. Just hearing that, you know, that it is from observation, your personal observation and your interaction with, you know, plastic and how it is. And, uh, you know, in your interaction with plastic and in your, you know, just personal experience, what do you think causes the, the behavior? I think you, you mentioned that it's very congested and it's, uh, you know, there's a lot of people, um, but then I'd like to think that, you know, in, in Southeast Nigeria, where you were from, there were people, um, it probably what was not as congested and plastic was something that was used. So that, you know, just very, very you know apparent difference How, where, where do you think it comes from okay i think the first thing is uh, our attitude towards waste disposal well okay let me start first the the failure of the government to provide people with portable drinking water is the first cause because most of the plastic litter you see outside is from water sachet. And I know some of you don't won't understand what we mean by water sachet. Is water, 50 seats, 30 liter of water sealed in a, a clear plastic nylon and they sell it. And why is it? Is because water is it, water is not available to people. You can't open your tap and get portable drinking water from it. So the alternative is for people to now sell water in those sachets. So it's everywhere. And mm. when people drink the water, they don't dispose of the sachet very well. They just throw it up, throw it away indiscriminately, and it litters the environment. So that is it. So okay. indiscriminate waste disposal and even when they put it in the receptacle, in the dustbins, sometimes the people that are meant to take away the dustbin, the, the waste do not come to remove it on time. So it, it tends to like overflow and litter the environment. So that's it. Yeah. Um, do you know, I, I think, you know, when, when you're just speaking, I, I, it, you paint a picture in my mind that's, you know, just there is one source or one primary source of plastic uh, that is a problem or that causes a problem. Have you have you had any interactions with the company uh, that produces these sachets or is it just not one company? Is it multiple companies? Is it government driven? Um, so how, 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 you know, vast is the problem uh, and how difficult is it to, to challenge the source? 
Okay, it's um actually the it's I think in Lagos we have over ten thousand producers of pure water. Yeah. So there, there's so many of them. So tackling it, the what we what I think what we should address and what I told uh, there was a a conference I attended last week and I was a, a speaker there. I said that what we should do first of all is for the government to look about look at providing portable drinking water to the citizens. And I challenge the big um, water manufacturing companies, the known ones, one of the MDs was there. I told him to go to communities and set up ATM water machines where people can come with their flasks and containers and buy water. Encourage people bringing in their flasks to take water. They should provide water dispensers in the offices. And if it's done in the offices, in the schools, it will reduce the use of the sachet water. It will cut it down by 50%. Yeah. And if it's done like that, then the burden on the, um, the people that are managing the waste will be lessened. So they will hopefully be more efficient in collecting the waste. Because I spoke at the Lagos Recyclers Association conference. So yeah. those people are into plastic recycling. So they have a way, they already have a um, structure laid down for how to recycle such plastics, right? Yeah. But they can, there are still some things we need to do, like behavioral change, advocacy, talk to people. When you drink your pure water, please look for a great dustbin. The, next dustbin, a dustbin next to you and put it inside the dustbin. Don't throw it on the road. Yeah. Today I had to, I was I was going to church this in this morning. I saw a grown man open something and just trash the the rock on the road. And I had to call his attention to it. And I said, excuse me sir, could you kindly pick up that you put it on the floor? And there were dustbins just two feet from him. So yeah, I had to pick it up and put it inside the dustbin. Yeah, I, I, I so think, yeah, I, I, that is shocking because I think, you know, Ma, when you said that, you know, people are impatient to hold on to their fishes until they get to the next available bin. I, I thought maybe, you know, it's the municipality that's not putting the bins around or the visibility of the, you know, the bins are not there. But um, if you say, you know, there is a bin, a bin just, you know, just around, you know, in the vicinity, and it's just a matter of, you know, the lack of knowledge or the, the lack of care or awareness about the environment, then um, it points to, to a different, um, to a different challenge, right? Yes, because what, what made me upset is that this one was in my estate. So in my estate, from when you go from one house to another, we have bins in front of each house. We have at least two bins in front of each house. So it's not even as if you're going in the town. In the town, you may see, say you may not see some uh, dead receptacles in town, right? But this one is inside the estate where you see the bins and people still litter. I, I mean, 
it's, it's, it's so sad. Yeah, no, I, I, I can, I can, you know, feel the passion and, you know, hear, you know, that it actually is a, a, a challenge that is so simple yet so complicated, right? Because it, yes. it, it really is not a difficult thing for, you know, someone to just change their behavior, you know, from move from throwing to actually, or throwing on the ground to finding a bin and putting in a bin. And, you know, we are mm. talking uh, recycle, reduce and reuse. And, you know, just, you know, that sort of, uh, you know, education that we need to really just, you know, invest in, 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 uh, in the communities. Uh, talk to us about that. How vast is the event education? Is is the government involved? Are NGOs the ones doing the work on the ground? How 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 you know just how how much work is being done towards educating lot, and and you know just promoting awareness? A lot of work is being done. Like today, um, some beach cleanup is going on. My colleagues are, and my some of my mentees are actually on the field now doing a beach cleanup of a stretch of about, um, I think, 10 kilometer beach cleanup. Yeah. Because this is beach cleanup season, right? Yeah. And we go to schools, we do the advocacy and community awareness outreaches. A lot of NGOs are involved in it. Like I told you, we, I went for a talk the other day and we spoke about it. We keep on raising consciousness. But it's just that I don't know if people are just... They just don't care. They don't care. You know, whether they thrive in living in dirty environment or I don't know. Yeah. It just it just baffles me sometimes. Do you know what? Um, do you know what I found in South Africa is that uh when you know people who are predominantly from you know the town and you know very busy environments, uh you know, they're they just comfortable with littering. Um, but when you look at, you know, people who are from affluent areas and your estate, those are the ones that seem to be socialized into, you know, just taking care of the environment more. Uh, do you think that is, is the same in, uh, in Nigeria? I, yes, I believe so too. I believe so because... If you stay in a clean environment and somebody litters there, it's more noticeable. Yeah. It's very noticeable, like, you know? Like, and when you, like this man I, I spoke to, he was conscious. But there, there are places that when I go to tell them, like one day I saw somebody emptying his bin on the road. Yeah. And I was like, what are people doing this? They just looked at me and said, who is this person? Won't you mind your business? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I had to mind my business before yeah. somebody would just come and do cause me bodily harm. So yeah. I think, yes. Well, it doesn't mean that if you don't come from an affluent place or a clean place, you can't keep your environment clean. Do, do you think there's a, there's opportunity in... Um... In, in you know just putting value on plastic because you know I, I I think you know I'd like to think some of it is you know people do not see the value of plastic um they see it as you know an end product they see it as you know 
something to dispose of. They don't see it as a valuable product that can be, you know, a primary production of another sort of um, valuable object. Do you do you think that um, you know the the challenge is that we don't put enough emphasis on the value of plastic? Mm, yeah, I'll have to agree with you because where where I come from, when I go home for like holiday or maybe we'll have a festivity, there's something I've noticed. When they serve um, water in plastic bottles, right? Yeah. Before you can say Jack, you see small children or young ladies, young young people going around the place, picking up those plastic bottles, the empty plastic bottles. Before they will tidy, you think they are tidying it up? No, they are picking it because there is money. They will sell those plastic bottles to make money. Then the empty cans, oh, of course, the empty cans. As you are keeping it, they are picking it up. As you're pick, keeping it, they are picking it up because they have recyclers that they sell those things to. Do you know one one of the things that um, as you you bring the differences between uh, your rural areas and your more affluent areas is that you know one dollar is much more in the rural place than it is in you know the affluent place. So if you were to charge um, you know someone like 40 cents for bringing back their bottle you know it's it's di it's different you know from you know what you would you know spend in the rural areas versus the the affluent or more like a city uh, and and i think also part of part of the big problem is people don't see the value in that you know when you uh, when you say okay just bring back your 2 liter bottle for me to give you 40 cents um, you know, nobody thinks 40 cents is going to do them any good in, 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 in the city. Do you know what I mean? But then if you, you were to say, okay, bring me your two liter bottle, I'll give you a dollar. Or do you know what I mean? And people will suddenly, um, you know, just take heed and, and try to, to, to make yeah. it, you know. So <laughs> uh, I, I'm just I thinking out loud because, you know, when I just look at some of the pictures, that you see on the internet you know when they they discuss plastic pollution it's appalling it's like how how did this happen how did we let this happen you know um yes. and you know and clearly we cannot continue going on like this and clearly this is not the way the sustainable way of doing things um and yes. surely people can see it but uh whose responsibility is it though you know uh, who's responsible for making sure that we turn the tide against plastic and we, we start using plastic in a more responsible manner? Let, let, let me share something, I did, what happened today. I went for a meeting where we're planning to do something tomorrow, right? Yeah. And they're now saying, okay, because they want to raise some money. So they're now planning to sell food and they yeah. want to buy styrofoam containers and I, yeah. I say no let's not buy styrofoam let's use another thing they say no the styrofoam containers are inexpensive and they want to make as much money as they want to make uh -huh. I said but I can't I can't endorse styrofoam because it goes against what I preach understand it goes against what I preach you say hey what is wrong with that I said styrofoams are not recyclable and they 
litter in the environment. I just ruled out everything for me. I said, Madam, you're just talking about because you're an academic. But for us, we are looking at the money part of it. Styrofoam is the cheapest way to package our food. How do you navigate that, though? How do you make sure that those two are reconciled? Because it's, it's, it's a very real problem, right, that they're putting on the table that they, they, you know, they need to raise money, they need funds, and they are willing to spend as little as possible for them to, to get to raise those funds. And, and yes. yet there's this, you know, available product that's on the market, that there's nothing illegal about it, and um, they can have access to it. And here, you know, we come, you know, with the knowledge that we have and understanding of what damage that product has caused or is continuing to cause in the environment. How do you reconcile the two? Who do you talk to? Um, you know, how do you make sure that, you know, the right thing gets to be, you know, accomplished? To be done. That's the question. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, <laughs> it's a difficult one. I think, you know, because, yeah. It's very difficult because all, the alternative was for us to sell food on a, on, um, sell food on a plate and give them spoons and they, after eating, they will wash it. But most of the people that come for the occasion will not want to eat there. And they yeah. will come with their own with their own containers. So you put the food in their container. No. You know? So that's that's the dilemma that we we are now facing. How do we go about solving the problem, the issue? Yeah, but is, is there room for innovation though in that space? Do you think that you know we, we need to now go to you know lobby the government and lobby the producers now to say there is this dilemma and there is, you know, just a need on the ground to to change the status quo because we cannot afford to go on like this, you know. Um, you know, with the you know, conventions and all these uh, you know, big meetings that are going on, we're hearing that Africa is the most vulnerable and Africa is the most impacted and affected. And uh do do we produce that much? You know, what what is you know, our big challenge, do you think? We produce, whether we, like in Nigeria, we produce. Because remember that we, we are an oil producing country. Mm -hmm. So we produce a lot of plastics. You see a lot of um, SMEs, local uh, small businesses producing the plastic, especially the single-use plastic. Because you don't need... Um, the technology is not so advanced. You can just set up one or two machines and start producing. So whether yeah. we produce, yes, we produce. The thing now is to know how to recycle those things and um, talk about reducing it and saying no and rethinking the use. So that's where the thing comes in now. Because like in this example I shared with you now, what do we do? What what is the cheapest way for them to package their food and make maximum profits? You understand? Yeah. yeah. You can't say you can't say paper product because we don't have paper packaging. When you see pack paper, it's very expensive. Yeah. It's very very expensive. And when you now factor it into the money they want to make, it's it's, 
it will make the thing out of everybody's reach. And yeah. you can't say um, uh, leaves, no. Where would you get the leaves that you wrap well and, you know, keep it well? Yes, there's some things you can wrap in the leaves, but it's not everything. You can't wrap a uh, liquid in leaves. Sure. I think it's, 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 it's still a lot of work on the ground that needs to be done yes. and still a lot of, you know, um, education, if you will, that needs to actually take place where people are socialized into understanding, you know, the the risk that the environment is in or the risk that we put, we're putting ourselves, you know, um, through not taking care yeah. of the, the environment. Um, yeah. And also, I think, yes. you, you know, with you being on the ground in Africa and in the sort of one of the biggest, you know, um, cities in in the world, if you will, that you, you're seeing this behavior and you are, you know, faced with if, you know, we can really just get to the, the right policies in place, the right um, yes. innovation in place that can change the, you know, the entire um, trajectory or, you know, you know, the perceptions of people and, you know, just challenging the mindsets of people to say, um, you know, Africa is a very beautiful continent. We, you know, we just really enjoy a lot of greenery, a lot of, um, you know, just land, but, you know, filling it with plastic and, and uh, you know, just non-recyclables. It's just not yes. the way to go. Mm -hmm. Okay. Then, okay, there is this, okay. You know what we shared now on, yeah. our, on the platform, now, the church platform? Yeah. We said, come with your food containers. Yeah. Now we are going to have a lot of food for sale. Come with your food containers. And how was how was the reception there? Did people understand? No, or... no, 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 that's what we put up now. That's, okay. the, the occasion is tomorrow. So we're okay. telling them to come with their food containers. Yeah, I think that's a start. I think, you know, it's it's going to take a a a you know some doing. It's going to take, you know, just some socializing people into a different you know, way of doing things, because I'd like to think, you know, a lot of the, you know, generation that is, is you know, adults now, just were born into, you know, just the plastic production or the industrial yeah. plastic pollution, um, that production, if you will. But it, it's, it's, it's so difficult for them to understand why it's such a bad thing, right? It's, because mm -hmm. it's been it's been so convenient all along, and now it's it's suddenly a bad thing. It's suddenly not good. Um, then you know, just how do you change that mindset? So yeah, I think it's a uh, yeah, it's 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 lots to think about, and it's lots you know that is facing uh, our continent as as Africa, and I think it, the honors is on us. You know, the likes of yourself who are at the very forefront of you know, plastics and, um, you know, the plastic war, if you will, to really just, you know, carry on and um, be advocates of, you know, of um, a better way, a different way of, of doing things. And um, there is, there is hope, uh, would you say? There is, there is, you know, there is. light at the end of the tunnel. Yes, there is, there is hope because there's that consciousness that we're now raising especially with the new, uh, with the young people coming up. Uh, like I said, 
this the beach cleanup today, I shared it and my mentees, they were so enthusiastic about it. And they turned up, a lot of them turned up, you know? And when you tell them you want to go for this, and they're, so, they're very passionate about it, great. And so many of them are now looking at innovative ways yeah. of um, creating things to, that will now remove the plastic from our lives and all that. Somebody yeah. spoke to me the other day about using seaweed to, for, to, to create packages and all that. Some people are using um, water hyacinth for buy yeah. the houses. And, you know, doing waste to wealth initiatives. And I'm so impressed by what they are all doing. That is amazing. Do you know, mm -hmm. I, 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 was, I was talking to someone the other day and, you know, just realizing that Africa has the youngest population in the world. And with young minds come innovation come you know just yes. new ideas and i think yes. the, the best thing that can come out of this is that young people are passionate and young people understand the problem and they are willing to do something about it and it gets their minds thinking around you know along the lines of what can i how can i solve the situation how can i solve the problem and make sure that uh you know things change for the better so as you said, there is hope, you know, not all is lost. Yeah. yeah, that's right. All right. Thank you so much for joining us today, Dr. Ngozi. Yeah. Um, really a, a very needed and, you know, rigorous uh, conversation. I think we were just like so heated at some point and so angry, but also realizing that, um, you know, the honors is on us. We have to you know, do, keep talking about it. We have to address the issue. We have to lobby the government. We have to include industry and not call people out because that's not gonna, you know, that's not going to solve the problem. It's going to just, you know, perpetuate, you know, just people's uh, indifferences. But then, you know, just really saying, hey, um, let's come together in in one room and and solve a challenge you know, um, while everyone benefits. Uh, yeah, I think that's, uh, that's the way forward for Africa. Mm -hmm.